When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Thanks for hanging. Welcome into Monday. It's Hale Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. Hope you're doing well. Hope you enjoyed the sun today and a little bit of the sun-soaked PBA slash rail yard experience yesterday. Nebraska emphatically uh, with that 20th win, uh, victory over Minnesota, 73-55. We'll spend some time chatting about it. Where do you see Nebraska as uh, you are uh, no doubt keeping track at home on just uh, their projections here. Everyone's got good feels right now. Uh, we think that will continue. Numbers to get in, 489-1240, 489 or 800-825-5865. Is there a future shakeup in the world of college football? Well, let's all nod our heads silently when it comes to expansion in the Big Ten and SEC takeover, how soon and who are the Big Ten going to go after? Uh, Josh Pate, a college football voice from CBS, has some theories. We'll go over some of those, and we'll have our draft as expansion looms again as the Big Ten may expand. It looks pretty interesting. Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride in one hour, part of our Blackshirt Hour a Monday with Charlie, and then Jay Moore going to be with us, Blackshirt Husker NFLer, co-host Big Red Wrap-Up. So we'll get all that covered. Fellas, how we doing on a Monday? We'll get to roll call our starting five, our shout-outs here for the first five into the stream. You can watch the show, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Subscribe and like. Tell a friend about the uh, the channel there. Different social media platforms on our different affiliates that carry Hale Varsity Radio on the Hale Varsity Radio Network. And follow, as always, the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio. Herbal Essence is Elijah's Twitter handle at C underscore Clark underscore 27. That's it. We ran out of room for Connor's Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio for me. So, Connor, you and I were down at the ball game. Elijah, you were locked in catching it. I'm sure you uh, were enjoying the sunshine, had the grill going. No, no grill no. going, unfortunately. And the pickup soccer fell through. We had some, we had a rash of injuries this weekend, which seems suspicious. That's to so me. shocking in soccer. Well, Somebody got looked at wrong, and oh no, it's time to fall like a sniper on the tower. We had a bruised heel, quote unquote, a sore rotator cuff, quote unquote. I'm like, you don't even use your arms in soccer. What does a rotator cuff have to do with anything? But that fell through. That was frustrating. We made the most of our Sunday anyway. And uh, guess he has basketball with an impressive performance. That's a win. Uh, pick up soccer, falling through. Yeah, what a joke. Like, no offense to my stand, friends. Stand but, silent. But 
Are you a rotator cuff, Jacob? Are you serious, bud? Are you serious? You're going to pull that one on me? I didn't know soccer was that physical, Connor. I mean, I'm sure, like, most soccer dudes could whoop me, but, you know, the whole pickup thing. I mean, I don't know. You're muted, big cat. There we go. Connor, My whole... Connor cussed before hopping in there. I saw I was reading lips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me make sure this thing is muted. <laughs> My my whole joke with soccer is that it's cross country with a ball. Um, so I don't I'm not buying the upper body injuries there either. So take it what you will, but hey, you're the one calling out names here. So I'm gonna leave you do that. Uh bunch of Nancy's is what Brian says. Jacob, uh, Sam, Corbin, if you're out there listening, I don't believe you one bit. No. Uh, we can move on now. <laughs> let's get our, our starting five. Mike checks in, he's number one. Patrick is in at number two. Brandon, who uh uh, let that salvo, salvo fly is in at three. Jeff at four. Tuck says, let's talk soccer, not. Uh, Brennan just misses the top five. Rankus already. So Brennan wants Nebraska in the AP or the coaches' top 25 for men's basketball. And uh, Jeff uh, also is right on. What a weekend for Husker Athletics. Uh, you know, baseball and basketball both looking good. Uh, Eric checks in as well. Crew is back. We got to hear about Crew's adventure to Mexico. Uh, Justin says hello. Patrick is in. And, yeah, uh, the football slam dunk contest even made local news where Patrick's located in Indianapolis. That's pretty awesome. So we'll take more of your comments, your thoughts on Nebraska. Uh, Drunk Monk says what's up. Happy Monday, everybody. So uh, away we go with Nebraska basketball. So I'll say this, as Elijah will get back to us, Connor, uh, Nebraska has had moments where they're, they're talented in, in Husker basketball lore when we talk about tournament teams. We've had moments where they've gotten hot, and I thought that the team in 2014 with, with Petaway and, and Walt and, um, and Cope, were, uh, were, were, they got real hot. I mean, they won it. Uh, Cope might have been a few years back, but you get what I'm saying. They they won it at Michigan State. They they won the no sit Sunday uh, showdown against uh, Final Four team Wisconsin, and and they got in as that 11 seed. Uh, they were real hot, and Tim Miles said at the time, I don't know if we're good or we're hot. Well, they were they were hot, and and I think this team is is good, and you know that's a sweet revelation on a Monday at 4:12, but they are are just owning teams they're they're dismantling teams they're winning and they're not even playing lights out offense but what's looking good here is the fact that they've locked in defensively and they looked as good as they've ever looked defensively last night and they looked uh like the more they were the more physical team and and all of that coming together the buy-in and then you see it happen we go back to indiana super important to see that proof of concept where all right, it, it gets uh, it gets to, to, to pucker time, and uh, they they find a way to respond. They needed to find a way to uh, to stave off that 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 negative momentum or that adversity. Uh, they flipped it around. They got the one uh, when they needed on the road. And it seems like thing the the, the the clouds parted for this basketball team. Maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves. But they are good, and they've got a different actor to do it for them, it seems like, every night. They are good, 
And it's a mixture of things. And something that really stuck out to me, what Fred said in the postgame presser yesterday that you and I were at, and he said some weird things happened. And they still found a way to be up eight at halftime. And when he says weird things, like not so good things happening offensively for Nebraska ball. I mean, I don't remember the exact number, but K-State and Rink were combined like two for 11 at one point in that first half. And they still found a way to almost be up double digits at the break. So you've had a couple of moments of that here lately. You go back to the Penn State game. Shots weren't falling then, but they still found a way to win by 19. Um, and that's a testament to the defense and how hard that they've been playing on that end of the floor. You saw it in uh, Indiana for probably 30 minutes. There was about a 10-minute stretch, and, and we talked about this at length earlier uh, last week about how that league got whittled down to three, but then they really kind of picked it up again. So it's a mixture of that. It's a mixture of, you know, the defense playing well. You are playing the lower half of the league right now, but the contrary to that is you're taking care of business when you're supposed to, and you're doing it more so more convincingly than I think people expect you to. Yesterday, I was not expecting a 73-55 to 55 win for Nebraska over Minnesota. I thought it was going to be a dogfight. And you kind of saw the roles reverse from that first meeting that they had out in Minneapolis. Minnesota was easily the more tough team, the more physical team. They made more plays. Obviously, feeding off the barn crowd up in Minneapolis helps. But then you come back to PBA, and Josiah Alec gets two offensive rebounds right off the rip. The team was just physical. They out-rebounded Minnesota. They committed less turnovers than Minnesota. They shot the ball better than Minnesota. They made plays when they needed to make plays, and that's a really good quality to have in this group. Again, I know they're not playing the cream of the crop in the Big Ten right now, but they're dominating the teams below them. And as Seamus said, his stat in the presser yesterday, the fact that they've won four conference games in a row by 15 or more for the first time since 1911, that says something about this group. I think they're peaking at the right time. We'll see how that goes against Ohio State, a team that's won two really big games. But Mm -hmm. it should be interesting down the stretch. But, yeah, this team is playing very well. And it's not just Husker fans who see it right now. You heard John Beeline postgame yesterday compare this team to the Michigan team that he took all the way to the Final Four a couple of years ago. You have Joe Lenardi today releasing his limited bracketology. It's not the full breakdown, but he did – uh, break down the top seeds as well as the bubble. Nebraska, following that game, now off the bubble. They're off the last four by list. They've fought places with Texas. Texas is back onto the bubble. Nebraska is off the bubble for the time being in a good way. Like It's not just Husker fans who saw the performance against Minnesota and said, wow, that was impressive, especially given what happened early in the season. Other people are taking note, and they understand that right now, Nebraska is playing their best basketball of the season. I'm not saying that this team is head and shoulders better than they were early in the season, but what is impressed me as of the past four games has been the consistency. They've been able to stack performances back to back to back to back of maybe not full 40 minutes, but for the most part, 35 minutes, if not 40, you've been out playing the other team. You've been out hustling the other team. You've just been the better team and you're supposed to be doing it against these teams. It's not the fact that they're winning. It's the way in which they're winning with just a full 40 minutes of intensity and I mean, really all those games except for Indiana where you had 35 minutes of intensity and you still ended up getting a 15-point win. That's what's impressed me about this Husker basketball team as of late. Not the fact that they're winning. It's how they're winning these basketball games in really dominating fashion. The way they're winning is going to travel. Sorry, Shreddy. No, go for it. But over the last three years, and this has been a common theme with a Fred Oiberg team at Nebraska – they get really good at this time of the year. Mm. Obviously, you go back to last year, they were fantastic in February. You even go two seasons ago where they upset Wisconsin and Ohio State on the road, games that 
nobody thought that Nebraska was going to win. So it's that common theme that you've seen with Fred Hoiberg teams now. And I get it. This team's been pretty good from the jump of the season. They've won 20 games for a reason. But it just kind of seems like they're on a steady incline right now. Again, you factor in the competition. But as Elijah said, it's the way in which they're winning. That turns some heads and that opens some eyeballs. So it'll be interesting to see how they go down the stretch. But it's a pretty interesting common theme now that we've seen from a Fred Hoiberg team in Lincoln. Drunk Monk chimes in to play that gross offensive first half and still be up, be up by eight. That's grit. They made many bow in the second well, half. The, the way I saw it was, that's was big. Minnesota really came out. They were they were a, a pretty intense team for 20 minutes. Nebraska really exceeded their 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 energy with the first 20 minutes. That's why you're up by eight. And then Minnesota waned late, and Nebraska even turned it up another notch in the second half. That was the difference. That's what I'm saying with the how mm-hmm. they're winning these basketball games is Minnesota threw their first their best punch in the first half. Nebraska matched it, and Nebraska stayed standing. Nebraska kept on fighting. Minnesota didn't. That was the difference last night. And you saw it in Minneapolis where Nebraska threw the first punch. It was almost the opposite. Nebraska threw their best punch in the first half. They didn't play a full 40 minutes of basketball. Minnesota got some momentum going in the second half, and you saw how that team waned. Obviously, being in front of the home crowd, it's expected of you to go play a full 40 minutes of basketball. But Nebraska came out, weathered the storm early, weathered that intensity from Minnesota, knowing that they were playing for their NCAA tournament lives, and just went and outlasted them in the second half with that intensity. Ben Johnson nailed it in his postgame, desperate for March. His compliment to Fred and the crew last night. You know, I just felt like for our guys, um, it was the first time we've been here, and so I just told them, that's what like desperation feels like and we have to learn from that you know that's what a a possessed team looks like and feels like and not that we didn't want to win because I know we did but there's there's levels and um and I just thought they they rose to a different level and and again you know credit this place this is one of the hardest places to play in the league you know that I think they do a really good job of feeding off the crowd and the energy in here and we just didn't respond well but Part of that not responding well is because, you know, they did a really good job. They are uber confident. They're confident now that Illinois shortfall gave him some confidence. You didn't see the follow-up, but you saw some of the travel. At least they looked the same against Indiana. Mm. They came out and just kind of started uh, uh, going wood woodshed on them. And you got to travel now. You get a rest today. You got to get ready for Ohio State. That'll be awesome Thursday night to just see how Nebraska goes in and responds to the moment, and then you're taking on a hot team that's kind of fighting for their lives. I mean, it's a, it's a quad one opportunities. Sure. Uh, we have Tom online. We'll get to him in just a second. I'll just say if Nebraska wins that game against Ohio State, that is as close to a lock as you can be. I would sure. say you can, you can lose the final two games. And probably still make it in, depending, on, into the depending on how it looks. You don't want I want that. you to erase that from your head okay. immediately, Elijah. <laughs> okay, it's done. It's done. I'll burn the tape. Let's get Tom on. Tom, uh, welcome into Hale Varsity. Thanks for calling. Hey, Shmi. Thanks a lot. I looked for you yesterday. I couldn't find you. We, uh, we were in the rail yard for a little bit and then uh, got to the uh, the media spot and away we went. So, yeah. You got to we look were... for the hair. The hair is the dead giveaway. Well, I was, and I was looking down below where I think he might have a relative or two setting. I've got a couple of friends. Uh, Oh, Calvin. Calvin Klein is down there. Do you think part of the reason for for playing on the – for losing close games on the road might be in the back of their minds that they're not going to get a call from the officials as much as they are 
have things go a little bit better at home, even though it seems like they still get screwed quite a bit of the time with, with uh, when they play at home. I think they finally, Tom, come to the realization, and, and Fred's probably preached it, there's going to be road whistles, there's going to be Big Ten whistles. You just got to keep playing. They have changed, fellas, don't you think, from looking for a call to just playing ball? And it's not just officiating. There's a multitude of the back-of-the-mind type things that I think have been wearing on Nebraska on the road. It's mm. not just the officiating, but that sure hasn't helped. No. Well, they, they, they beat up on Indiana so bad that I think that uh, that and Indiana being as bad as they are this year, the, the, the officials probably say, well, you know, Nebraska's out playing them. We're just going to let it go. Well, that's, that's fair. Close. Tom, thanks for the phone call. We're up against a break, bud, but uh, we will see each other for, uh, for Rutgers. How's that? Sounds good. We'll look for you, Schmitty. All right, bud. There he is. Bye. Appreciate it. More Hoops uh, Thoughts, Hour 1, wide open for you at 489-1240. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Hale Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. Connor's got one more segment, then he's hitting the road. He'll be uh, locally uh, broadcasting the uh, Southwest game. Southeast. Is it Southeast? Southeast and, and Creighton Prep. Southeast and Prep. I knew it was Prep. You head up to the cage, and that's that's an incredible environment to, to be doing been. a game. Oh, you're going to love it, I'm dude. I'm excited. Oh, yeah, no, the, the, the birdcage is a good time. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah, also, you should be Well, noted. thank you for telling me that. Thank you for telling me that. Now I know to call it that on the air, so... It, I'm still a rookie, I feel like, in Nebraska high school sports, so You're all right. I, I need some, some teaching. Another piece of, of information for you here, Tay Moore becomes a 1,000-point scorer for Lincoln Southeast over the weekend in their district game. I believe the fourth Lincoln Southeast night in history, I believe, was the stat I saw. Mm. I'm not sure if you pulled that for your uh, your pregame coverage, but we're just doing all your work just, for you. Just ask a night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's uh, get the lowdown here on, on Nebraska's resume and uh, some some reaction here from the uh, the uh, the talking heads as as well as uh, some of the coaches. You know, Nebraska right now at twenty and eight, uh, four and six Q one quad one, three and two quad two. That best win is the Purdue victory. And what do you guys think the worst loss is? Because that's let's play committee here for a minute, okay? Let's let's let's, uh, let's throw on a, a tweed jacket. Sip some, uh, I would say, white wine and have a slice <laughs> of cheese and, uh, and say, okay, to me, I, I say it's Maryland. I know rankings say it's Rutgers. Rutgers is a mother to deal with but, <laughs> on the road. And, and at least it was overtime. Like yeah. in the Rutgers game, like you without, had, without, you had without opportunities Juan. to win. Maryland went and just scrubbed the floor with you. Yeah, they just beat the hell out uh, of you. To me, it's between Maryland or maybe Iowa. And Iowa's a bubble team in their own right, but they also beat you by, like, what, 25, something like that? Like, Yeah, but you, here's the thing that's so screwed up about Nebraska. If you want to just go woulda, coulda, shoulda, because we're good at that. I mean, they were up 10 the first five minutes at Maryland. They were up 15 
against Minnesota. They were up 12 twice in the second half, even without Gary when he went out. They were still up. So this team we're talking about that's now 10-7 and seven in the Big Ten and at 20-8, and eight, if, if maybe you have a hard lesson against Rutgers or, or Iowa, right, after a big win, a couple of big wins. But you, you have your, your Indiana moment earlier in the season. We're not talking about where they're projected right now. And the net, the Kempom, the KPI, the SOR, and the BPI all have Nebraska – with some thumbs up, 41, 34, 28, 27, 37. Bracket Matrix has Nebraska in 100 out of 100 brackets. Uh, you have Team Rankings has Nebraska at a 91% chance. And then uh, T um, uh, Ranktology has Nebraska as an 87% at large team right now. What's the percentage of getting an automatic qualifier, though? I have not done that research. I am, I am, brother. If if that happens, I will uh, scorn not going to Indy for round three of of shrimp cocktail sauce. Uh, so Lenardi and 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 Palm and Katz and DeCourcy all have Nebraska in that higher seed number, two tens and a three tens and a nine. But we all love Lenardi putting Nebraska as a ten seed against Florida in Omaha. You want to talk about no yes. ch- no chance of paying less than a G <laughs> to get in to see that game? Uh, that'd be that'd be cool. Can I can I provide a hot take to that? Please. Worst loss of the year. Sure. I I think I go with Maryland because again, as Elijah said, just the way in which they beat you. You started that game well, but you knew that three point shooting wasn't going to be as sustainable. Rutgers is in that conversation. Iowa is in that conversation. But what if I said Creighton? Because they mopped the floor with you in your building. I know it was early in the year. Creighton's a four seed. Creighton's a four seed. They've beaten Alabama. It's a rivalry. They didn't shoot great that night, but they shot well enough. And but they beat you by thirty. No, I know. I at home twenty (laughs) nine. Big difference. My bad. Let's just let's just meet in the middle. They covered. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Yeah. So the score that shall not be recited, but I think you know the worst again, day. I, the I worst really day kicking matter. is Creighton, okay? But there was kind of a chance that was going to happen. Sorry, not by yeah, there thirty, was, and I, that might be the loss that might you know bother Husker fans the most. But I, again, it's a hot take. I don't think that's their worst loss. I, I go Maryland all day, but it's just kind of something to think about because of just the way in which they lost at home. Too, you add that on top of it, considering well they have not lost since in that building to me their only loss uh so well don't say that yet don't say that yet at home yeah dude don't say that yet there's no i i listen you, you from the, the guy who uh, said uh, there's a lot going on thursday Come i on. i told you this yeah, i told we're, you we're just cursing nebraska here <laughs> <laughs> no, we're taking all the arrows they're a lock if they beat ohio state they're not gonna lose another game at home we're just just absolutely someone knocked on someone's are, are, are you are you ready to cross over that 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 line and say okay they're in you're confident you're comfortable it would take the most Nebraska-esque meltdown, something that you couldn't imagine or have foreseen ever, and you've been through a lot as a Nebraska basketball fan. You've seen a lot. You've endured a lot to, to go sideways after 
listen, it's not the end, the end all be all beating Minnesota. It's not the end all be all whacking Penn State. But again, the way they're doing it, and they're not even playing great ball. Think if they get their studs back and Kisei goes on a heater, Wiltshire's hot the same day. I mean, they could they could do some damage if they're hitting their shots, actually. Right now, they're winning with hustle plays. They're being gritty, and you love it. That's what Nebraska fans are excited about. They're giving themselves the opportunity. But listen, I want to see what they do against Ohio State, not to make my decision, but I want to see them rise to that moment against a team that is just playing out of their mind and playing free because they they whacked their coach. That's weird. Usually you get your one-win bounce after you you whack a coach. Mm -hmm. Now you you move forward. And listen, they they can't put their feet up. I don't think Fred will let them do that. I think they've learned enough of this uh, this roller coaster in this season where they're, they're probably done not selling out and doing the gritty hustle plays. Maybe they go back on vacation. I don't know, but they've looked different two out of the last three road games, and they've looked locked in defensively in the rebounding part. I mean, they're sick and tired of being sick and tired. It's the same football conversation we've had for five years around here. But they're, they're a little bit different. They, they feel different, and they feel well-positioned to finish this season on a seven-game winning streak. That, that, I'll say that. I, I don't care if I put that out there and curse them. O- Ohio State <laughs> is not the most imposing road environment, despite how well they've smoked played. Them. You've already smoked them. Obviously, they're playing a lot better than they were whenever Holtman was around, but it's still not an imposing road environment. I still think Nebraska is the better team. Michigan is bad. They're better at home. But you get again, a week off. You have a week off, and it's not the most imposing road environment. The two road games you have left you are the better team, for yeah. you. I mean, Ohio State's quad one, and among any road quad one opportunity you get in the Big Ten, Ohio State's going to be your best chance to go win it. Michigan, you got to go win that game. They're just not good. You just want to go. You want to go into Indianapolis, not limping in. Because you've had, you've had a, a double str- buy. Yeah, you've had a strong finish because lay this out here. What are the chances they get into that four spot, fellas? I mean, what what's the, the schedule look like for Northwestern and in Wisconsin and and Illinois? I think it's and maybe curse me for saying this. I think they got a good shot because yeah. not more so of Northwestern, but more so because of Wisconsin. They still, they have, still Illinois. have Illinois and Purdue yeah. left on their schedule. And I bet you they drop one of those and you hold the tiebreaker over Wisconsin. So that could be really interesting. And I don't see Wisconsin winning out. So I think them dropping one of those two games is your best shot at getting a double buy. I think it might happen. As for feeling comfortable on the tournament side, if you're a Nebraska fan after last night, I don't blame you for feeling pretty good because you're at 20, you're at 10 conference wins, you got three games left against favorable opponents. If you beat Ohio State on the road, convincingly on top of that, I think you feel even better. Well, and, and That's where I'm going to put it. I'm not going to say lock because I know that's a curse word right now, but I think you feel really good if you win at Ohio State, and I think you feel pretty good right now. Well, and Connor, you laid out the, the schedule for Wisconsin down the stretch. Not great for them. Northwestern's got a, a tough finish to the season well. Uh, it's, it's Iowa, Michigan State, and Minnesota, which on its face you go, okay, they could win out. But it's on the road against Iowa, on the road against Michigan State, and then a home game against Minnesota. Two and one wouldn't surprise me there. One and two wouldn't surprise me there. Three and oh would be the most surprising result to me out of what Northwestern could potentially do down the stretch. And if Nebraska wins out and Northwestern's two and one, you have the exact same standing in conference. And then what's the tiebreaker, Connor? Do you know? 
it, it's got something to do with their best win of the year. I don't know who would have the tiebreaker in that scenario. Nebraska, because they've um, beaten Wisconsin, and yeah. Northwestern has not beaten Wisconsin. Yeah, so I, w- I would say that, yeah. All right, well, Beeline. I just like, I, sorry, just real quick on, on Northwestern, too. I feel like they've figured out how to play injured. I mean, they weren't very deep to begin with, so this isn't anything very new. I know they're still adjusting, but just the way that Wisconsin's played down the stretch, it it makes me question whether or not they can take care of business. Well, let's sneak in Beeline as he's all for a, uh, uh, you know, a championship game appearance by Nebraska. Have you found it? You got her? No, but I'll find it here in a second. Got it. Okay. Beeline was all uh, in favor of the big red train here, keeping on moving. It remind me a little bit of our 2018 team that went all the way to the championship game. That I think they like each other. I, they got everybody goes out there and they got a lot of talent and everybody can score in different ways. But when they get down at the other end of the court, they lock in. Yep. And as a coach, like you have all kinds of schemes that you can do to try and stop, like a Zach Eady and what you're doing. They have individual defenders that can just shut a guy out, and you don't have to give help. So now you're never in long closeouts. Minnesota can't get open to get easy shots. It's a difference for Nebraska. This defensive team, first in the league in defensive field goal percentage. I never thought I would ever say that in the same tone in Nebraska. Maybe for football, they could be in that, but not in basketball. This is amazing. So, listen, you, you've had the talking heads. You've got the sentimental part of this is Nebraska, the team not to win an NCAA tournament game. People like Fred. Uh, they should. He's a really good coach. His system's being executed well. And he's got his kids playing, again, gritty. So, you put all that into the pot. Tastes pretty good right now if you're a Nebraska fan. And um, we'll see. And it's okay. You're going to still white knuckle till some of you till selection Sunday, but you can loosen the grip a little bit. Not just because they beat Minnesota, because how they're playing. Connor, farewell. Have a safe trip, dude. Thank you, guys. All right, Connor, off to uh, call some high school ball. We'll uh, hit some uh, Big Ten expansion football next. Hail Varsity Radio is live. Now, back to Schmitty. Schmitty's a great guy, but he don't have a brain. And Elijah. You want me to speak? When I point you again. On Hail Varsity Radio. So we'll be on the road tomorrow. We'll be live at Pius, the 10th high school here in Lincoln. As uh, we gear up for boys district final action, that's tomorrow on the road as Pius hosting Omaha Central. Should be an awesome Awesome ball game, so a little bit of pregame for us and a road show for Hale Varsity. We'll be uh, coming to you live Wednesday in Hour 2 from PBA mm-hmm. on Wednesday as we and, get girls' state basketball tipped off. And the big question with that Pius and Omaha Central tomorrow is, is what is the status of the Pius band? They play louder than the Southwest band. All these are unanswered questions <laughs> we had that some we will folks, see tomorrow. Some folks are like, dude, love you, can't do it, as it was a little loud. To, we had Jabba joining us, and we had Clasburn on for the forecast on Friday. I think it was a nice ambiance, you know? I, I think so, too. But maybe it was too much ambiance for, for many. So how does expansion grab you when we talk about the Big Ten ambiance? Uh, a far cry from 30 years ago when they plucked Penn State from the independent realm 
and uh, you fast forward, you've, you've seen additions. You've seen, of course, Nebraska to make it an even 12, and then they go get Maryland, and they go get Rutgers, and they keep expanding to 14. Uh, let's go grab the, the left coast and get Oregon, Washington, SC, and UCLA to make us 18. Us, like my degree even says Big Ten, it does not. Uh, so you have Josh Pate, CBS Sports, college football voice, uh, throwing out there a couple of theories, and we've uh, thought about this a lot. And you know, Nebraska is prone for one of those breakthrough teams in year two for Rule. That's a talking point here as we're in the college football off season. But right now, what the the reality is is it's it's an arms race for two leagues. It's an arms race for the Big Ten. It's an arms race for the SEC to continue expansion. And we'll see if if they're in agreement to then go more NFL-like. And what I mean by that is restructure into four divisions. We'll get Coach McBride's take on this. You go from four divisions, and then you're going to have your conference semifinal, which is must-see TV, theoretically, like your AFC-NFC championship, your Super Bowl, i.e. your conference championship game that's already in existence and makes you a ton of money. That's why you still have them. And then you're going to put your playoff teams, your your champion, your runner-up, and you get to pick a, a fourth, possibly, with a good argument and a schedule and a record, in the uh, the position for this uh, this 12 team. And then if they want to expand to 14, all of this, if you want our signature, i.e. Big Ten and SEC, we are going to make sure we designate X number of teams in the playoff uh, because they are going to have to provide uh, lucrative numbers for conferences to want to expand. But go get what is out there right now, Elijah, to either – Add two to get to 20 for these four team divisions, or you add six more to get to 24. Maybe you don't stop there. I don't, I don't know what, where things are at, but you are not going to make the, me, the regular season meaningless. And, is, 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 and when you have a race for the semifinals, i.e. Your, your, uh, your AFC and NFC of the Big Ten, championship games before your championship game that means every week is still going to matter because you have a, a race to get to that division championship and the the question to I me mean, I, I like the the comparison to the arms race you can really make a lot of comparisons between this time and like the the nuclear arms race of the cold war between the united states and the soviet union like so like, who, like what, who's what, the what? u.s and who's russia between well, the sec and the big Ten? staying out of that one not going there um <laughs> Not going there at all. Uh, but what I will say is, like, why was the United States stock? Where are we mining enriched uranium? Well, the Big 12. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. The Pac-12 the Pac as well, the former Pac-12. But they're, their stocks have been depleted, so you got to find new, new areas of uranium. Um, but you look at it, and, like, why was the United States stockpiling nuclear weapons in the Cold War? Well, because the other guy was doing it. The Soviet Union's doing it, and you can't get left in the dust. And it's kind of feels like the same story. Why is the Big Ten stockpiling expanding? Well, because the SEC is going to continue to expand and their TV rights is going to be worth more. They're going to become the dominant conference. So we have to add teams so we don't get left in the dust. The difference being, and this is a major difference, 
there was an end game to the nuclear arms race. Once you reach... Bankrupt Russia. Well, you bankrupt Russia, A, and you also reach mutually assured destruction where both sides have uh, accumulated so many nuclear weapons that if a nuclear war were to start, the whole world's just dead. Mm -hmm. Like, you have enough to nuke the entire world, so what's the point of having more? Do you reach that point in the college football arms race? I don't think you do. I I don't think you do because it it comes into positioning. Not only do you have the Ohio States, the Michigans, you have the reigning national champ. You've added Oregon, which is a great brand. You've got an old old guard right in uh, in in USC that's a season away from being great and relevant again. UCLA, very iconic. Washington, incredible until their coach went to the SEC. DeBoer was for real, but I think Fish will be okay. So no, you're you're gonna gobble up. So you are at least on even footing when it comes to contract negotiation time. You're not gonna you're not gonna lose out to the SEC because you don't have as good of matchups or as good of teams. Right now they're pretty stacked. They had Oklahoma, they had Texas. Great. Well, fine, you go get four pretty big time programs right now. And one of the programs just beat your 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 newbie in Texas in the college football playoff. But listen, if the SEC goes and gets a Clemson and Florida State, right, those are two of the of the of the last bastions remaining pillars of college football. Those are two big time programs. If you're the Big Ten, you can go get Notre Dame, right? You start taking away from the ACC, there's nowhere for Notre Dame to live. And they join, maybe they get special treatment, whatever, just get them in. But from a regional standpoint, what's going to go make you say, wow, from from a matchup, making that regular season big? You're still going to get your Nebraska-Wisconsin, your Nebraska-Iowas. You add Notre Dame into this mix with all of the other iconic helmet games you've already got listed. Wow. I mean, and, and quite honestly, it's the schedule Notre Dame's played a lot of anyway. I, I like... The Duke, the North Carolina, the Jordan brand, get me Carolina. Go take who you want from the SEC. Let Florida State and Clemson, uh, more of an SEC fit academically, mm. go that route. Go get me Notre Dame. Go get me Carolina. Go get me Virginia. Get me Kansas. Get me Colorado. Well, and put some of the old Big Eight back together. That's what I was going to say. Are we going to reach a point where we get so far down the line here that it's a return to tradition? Where you go, oh, we're going to go eight team divisions in the Big Ten. You have to go win your eight team division to go make it into the Big Ten playoff, if you will. And those eight teams, oh, uh, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Kansas, Kansas State, Missouri, Iowa State. Like, are we going to reach that point where you just completely return back to tradition? What's old is new again. But instead of it being its own conference, it's now it's a division within the Big Ten? Just do that. Get me. And what you could do is is you have your, your six-team division your nfc north you still get an ohio state game you still get a usc game you still get oregon you still get penn state you still get wisconsin afc nfc crossovers yeah and it it could be all right and and nine and three gets you in that discussion well wind down hour one it's hail varsity and now and now back to hail varsity radio about 30 minutes away, we'll check in with Jay Moore, get his take on some Big Ten expansion. Charlie McBride, Mr. Blackshirt, and plenty at hour one with Nebraska basketball as uh, Big Red got a big win emphatically over Minnesota. They turned their attention to Ohio State. 
quad one opportunity for Nebraska. And uh, how are they feeling? We'll ask Uncle Charlie how he feels about Nebraska basketball, because I know Uncle Charlie likes to do a bracket every year. Uh, so let's tell you about buckling up. Use your seatbelt. It saves lives. It prevents injuries only if properly worn. Make it click. A message from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. Uh, Brandon checks in. Always has some good thoughts in the stream. We'll get to your stream comments as always. Hail Varsity YouTube channel. Subscribe and like and check that out. He says, I think FSU, I forgot Miami and I had them written down, but Miami's right there as well. If you're talking about adding them either with the SEC or uh, the Big Ten and maybe Florida State and Florida don't want a third wheel from the state of Florida. There's always that territorial issue, uh, which is what took Texas probably so long, aside from ruling the roost uh, in the Big 12 to to join the SEC. But, you know, A&M wasn't happy about it. They jumped to, to get away from Texas. But Florida State, Miami, Clemson, Notre Dame, Syracuse, Georgia Tech, I mean, you go after who you want if you're the Ace, if you're the SEC and the Big Ten, out of the Big Twelve and the ACC. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not long for this world. I mean, you're going to accumulate as many marquee brands for helmet games that you want to watch in the regular season. That oh, by the way, determine your conference semifinal and conference championship that gets you that path to the playoff. I mean, there's your there's your connect the dots. I mean, if. If you're picking six, and what Brennan chimes in here with a great idea, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Hill Varsity Radio group bracket with listeners and hosts. We will Done. get everybody Easy. in. We'll get a link up on Twitter. I'll have it up on my Twitter. Smitty, have it on his, as well as probably your Facebook. I am not on the Facebook as it stands. It's fine. I do apologize. I, I, Instagram? I, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on Instagram, and I suck at it, but you know, I'm trying. Yeah, don't even bother following me on Instagram. It's, there's nothing worthwhile there. I post once a year. You're not going to get anything there. But... <laughs> Um, I, I did see I have 90 notifications on Facebook and I just have not been logged into Facebook. So if you have sent me a friend request or something on Facebook, I apologize. I haven't seen it. Don't take it personally. But I, I digress. We will get to a, a Hill Varsity Radio uh, bracket listeners, hosts. We'll even get some guests in. Try to get Jay, maybe Charlie. That'd be a lot oh, of fun. I want, I want Markowski's picks. Yes. I, yes. Want, I, want, I want Uncle Andy's. We'll get everybody. I'm not sure what the prize is. Maybe it's this mug. Texas mug, you can take a shot with us. <laughs> Bribing them with alcohol. Crew, we would go to jail because gambling is illegal at Bushwood. $100 buy-in, that would be sweet. You got to run that by the uh, the bosses, though. Yeah, I want as many listeners in as possible. I don't want money to be the object of this. I want pride and bragging rights to be it's the main fine. thing. It's fine. Yeah, maybe to ten dollars. I don't want to handle the money. That's, no, that sounds like no. A worm I, I am not a. Uh, I am not a treasurer. Uh, love the idea. We could go to Coors Field uh, with you this summer. <laughs> we are. We are just uh, putting a tour together. But back to my we'll point. Pack the golf clubs. Is, is the six Notre Dame, Duke, North Carolina, Stanford, Iowa State, Kansas? Is that your six? I don't want. No, give me Colorado. Colorado over Iowa State. Over I like Iowa that. State. Uh, give me Carolina Duke, Notre Dame. Give me Miami. Give me absolutely Miami as a choice over Stanford. Coach McBride's next on Hale Varsity. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. 
Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal. Great to have you back in. It's Hour 2. It's Hale Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Got a Clark off to uh, do District Boys Final Action here locally. That'll follow us here in Lincoln at 6. Great to be with everyone. Hope you had a wonderful weekend as we get going Hour 2. And it's that time. It's the Black Shirt Hour. We get going with Mr. Black Shirt, Charlie McBride. A Monday with Charlie. Jay Moore going to be with us here in about 25 minutes. I, I just realized I missed the Charlie intro, didn't That's, I? We're, we're okay. Uh, Coach, how are you? Thanks for joining us today. Well, I'm doing good. I'm nice and warm, and, you know, it's like Lincoln, only it's not quite as warm, but it's good. 80 degrees here, Coach. 80 degrees. We're going to get punched in the face a little bit by some, dare I say, 40s in February, and, and we'll get back to the 70s for March. That's good. It, it, it's crazy. People, I, people are putting their docks in, actually, here, which is unheard of. <laughs> I mean, if it freezes, they're going to be in big trouble. But uh, it, it, that, it, they, got, they got a lot of them. They got guys out now, right now, working late and putting some docks in and you know, so we'll see what happens. But, it, I, you know, for February, this is unheard of, unbelievable. What's more uh, risky, putting your docks in at the lake or thinking Nebraska basketball is in the NCAA tournament? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. That's, I, I feel, you know, I, I can just see what's going on there. They're probably walking on pins and needles and, trying to get ready to play and mm-hmm. doing, you know, their minds are going in 50 different directions right now. Cause you know, if it wasn't such a, a big thing, you know, at Nebraska to be able to do that, you know, some schools goes all the time and they just do it. And, uh, you know, and some don't, but, uh, it's, it's, it's going to work out. Well, I, I think right now, I, and I've been the most, I'd say the words cautious, cautious about things maybe coming up short, and it's not anything against the coaches or the players. He just got to, it's nothing they've done either. It's just the, the, the program itself uh, has a tend to rip your heart out from time to time, and, and there's a lot of Nebraska basketball fans, but this team feels a little bit different. Fred Fred has a, a history of having them play their best basketball this time of year. So I got a second question for you. We had a, a listener, Brandon, suggest that we do a, a, uh, a show bracket, and, uh, and, and we do that, and we love having you be on the show. Would you fill out a bracket with us this year? Yeah, I'll, yeah. If I uh, get the bracket, I I have uh, uh, usually I'm right. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like, no, do you have do you have a family? I've done a f- the first week. Okay, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say no. you, you and just you are doing well in the bracket. Yeah, no, everyone else uses it to to, to just shred and, and recycle. So. <laughs> 
you got to figure out who's going to it. Where you got to figure out where all the the ones that are supposed to lo- uh, win mm-hmm. don't win. That's mm-hmm. what you have to figure out. Well, so that, you know t- that's that's the part that separates the thing and all. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Did I ever tell you um, two years ago I lost in a bracket challenge to my four year old cousin who picked the the team based on logos logo and color yeah, yeah that, and, that, that happens and beat me bad yeah i mean yeah. whatever your your method is is fine <laughs> just so you can they, they say the worst thing is they don't don't ever ask a football coach uh you know how to uh to take you know to bet on games or how should i bet in games because they're never right. Mm. I mean, they're, <laughs> I mean, and and so I assume the same thing is with basketball. If if you ask a basketball coach what they think, you're you're you might as well forget it and go your own way, and you'd probably be better off. Charlie McBride's with us, Hale Varsity Radio, Coach. It was pretty fun to watch yesterday at halftime. We were at the game and. There was five Huskers that had a, a dunk contest at halftime, and the crowd cheered to, uh, to, to signify who was the slam dunk winner. And it was super impressive. With, uh, you had the quarterback, Harburg, of course. You had, help me out here, Elijah. You had Fedoni. Fedoni, the, the tight end. Kai Wallen, the defensive end. Wallen, your defensive lineman. Emmett Johnson, the running back. Johnson, the back, and then... Charles, the eventual winner. Yeah, Charles. Charles was looking like he was doing an NBA. Yeah, right, Charles. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually saw it on the internet. Some uh-huh. of it, you know, which was which was really good. I was kind of upset that they didn't fly me in for that. <laughs> the judge know. or the dunk? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you what. I can really jump. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. It would be better if I did it out of a window, but that's, it is, you know, it's probably better that way. But I, I, they, 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 they are, that's a good thing. That's kind of fun to, to see that happen and, and stuff like that, I think, is, you know, really good for everybody. Well, Troy, let's ask the question. As we go around the room here, Schmitty has never dunked. I don't know that for a fact, but I can assume. I have never <laughs> the, dunked. The eye test. <laughs> yeah. I have never dunked. I have touched the rim before. I took that as an ultimate win. That was... You're 6'4". Let's let the people know how tall you are. Well, that was in the prime of my life, too. I barely touched like the bottom side of the rim, and I called it good. Never got any closer. Charlie, have you ever dunked a basketball in your life? Yeah, I, I did once. Uh, and actually, it was when I was uh, coaching at Arizona State. Uh, I had I I got my weight way down, and they I was in a in the uh, gym, and somebody was fooling around with it. And we had a couple players that were pretty good good at that stuff. And I and when I was in high school, it was just touching the rim was a big deal. Mm. You know, it was uh, I don't I don't remember any of us. As players in high school, Duncan. Well, some of us still anybody. think touching the rim is a big deal. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'll tell you what I did. I did once, and of course it was debatable. But I felt like I did it. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a, I touched the rim. I love it, Coach. I want to get your thoughts on on some uh, potential Big Ten expansion. Is the SEC and the Big Ten? kind of maul forward with this new world of college football. 
if if things if the old becomes new again and that is you go back to to divisions kind of like the nfl model and you may have a setup where the big 10 and the sec have a semifinal, like the afc championship and like the nfc championship your super bowl is your conference title game and then you're going to be able to on-ramp your 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 four finalists presumably into the college football playoff those are your automatic qualifiers that's your path to the playoff you get your four divisions the big 10 would need two more teams for four divisions of five and if they want to expand to 24 teams you'd have four divisions of six you'd still get a chance to play sc play wisconsin play penn state I mean, it'd be really good ball games every week, right? So I want to get your thoughts. Who would you add to the Big Ten right now? Who would bring value? What what fit is out there? And we have some some team teams that are, you know, to suggest, I mean, like a Miami or a, or a Notre Dame or a Kansas or a Carolina, North Carolina, Duke. I mean, uh, what do you think of that? What do you think of adding more teams? Well, I, I I actually think that you know when you get right down to it, it it goes back to what do you do with the bowl games and all that comes into mm-hmm. it, and that's the hard part about it. But I think the more teams you can get into it, the the more satisfaction you're going to get out of everybody mm-hmm. if they can do it correctly. I mean, if they, you know, because there's always when anytime you start something new. At the end of the year, we should be in it. We should be doing this. And, and so if you kind of give everybody a chance that really has a chance, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know how many teams are right, you know, sure. whether it's 24, or, you know, or something like that. But you, you'd have to, you'd have to work it out so that you could, you know, get, I don't know whether guys in in the lower units, lower schools, if they had a record, would be eligible or at all, or they'd have right. to have something for them. I know, but mm-hmm. if they didn't have it for, you know, if it was just say the ACC, SEC, and um, Big Ten, and then uh, uh, ACC, and I guess you know you'd have. I'll tell you who you don't want to play. You don't want to play the Air Force Academy. Sure. Because you go back to the same thing that got people in trouble before with just option teams. And, and you know, when they they play, when they play Georgia Tech at the end and put the screws to them and, you know, things like that. Because teams that don't realize that if you don't work against that stuff, <laughs> you're in trouble. Yeah. Is they can they 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 know that they know the the option game. So you got some teams that could get, go further than you think uh, in something like that. But myself, I I I I would start out really simple. I mean, you know, like with the SEC and the ACC, maybe. And in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. or even if you just started with the Big Ten and the SEC, mm-hmm. that that would that would cause a wreck in the rest of the world. But um, that's life in the big city. 
<laughs> That's where it's going. Uh, I mean, I, I think of Kansas and Colorado and Notre Dame and North Carolina, maybe Duke. Right. I mean, those all seem like academic fits and, and of course, really nice brand fits. And uh, maybe Miami for good measure, so they can come up to Lincoln well, in, yeah, in February. Have, you take the independent for sure, right? I mean, I think you, you know you'd you'd go that way. I I just I got a question: Did the Air Force go independent finally? Eventually, they talked about it. I can't remember if they did or not last year. I think they're still in the Mountain West. Okay. Yeah. I I wasn't sure, but mm-hmm. I you know you hear things out of there. Um, every once in a while that they're either going into a conference or they're going another conference or they're going to go independent. And, you know, a lot of those in the old days, I think Army, Navy used to be pretty much independent along with Penn State and so on and Notre Dame. And so they all played each other and, you know, kind of, a, you know, it was it was more open, I think, a little bit with, less conference people, you mm-hmm, know, like sure. even like look at the Big Ten was the Big Ten. Now it's the Big 14 or <laughs> whatever, 18, I guess now. So well, it's, it's crazy. Maybe and, soon to um, be the, the two Big 24s? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be about 40. They both go to 24, Coach. There's your 48 schools. Yeah, well... That's what's that half, and then it, 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 I, I don't know how they do it. I really don't. Mm-hmm. If you you get these darn committees, and there's always it's you know nobody can be straight. <laughs> you got you can always see that so and so would you know it got a little ugly. I think at, at times in those committee meetings because of the partialism that was thrown around in those things and that they got the I think they got some of the coaches out of there and mm-hmm. so on and so forth but athletic directors are no different than coaches sure they I need bet. the money they're looking for the money more than the coaches are I bet you got to get uh, the conference funded and your teams in your league funded coach what's yeah, your but... what's your week look like are you getting uh uh, you having any visitors as we wind down? Are you doing any no, uh, any uh, grilling? No, uh, not yet. Um, uh, no, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to hear from Jared. He's. I got some stuff here to do at the house that mm-hmm. you know that he can. He's going to help me with and uh, some moving some some furniture and some things that where we're going to have to move them between rooms and mm-hmm. stuff. So. He's going to come when he can, but the weather been so nice that probably, you know, it's really been, you know, that, that work on that farm is tough duty. I, I mean, bet. again, in taking care of those two kids. See, his wife has an independent business, and she's completely in a different world uh, every day, and uh, he's with the farm and the boys, two boys. He's got two boys in school. He's so he has to pick them up and take mm-hmm. them and so forth. So it's it's and feed all the animals and you know all that stuff plus run around and do things that you do on a farm and uh, <laughs> so it's hard for him to get away. It's not very far. It's an hour and a half, two hours at the most. 
Well, that'll know, be good to have him in. But that's what I, that's, I would hope that he was coming this week. Otherwise, we're, you know, we're just going to hang out and do what we can here. Well, good. Coach, we'll check in next Monday. Thank you for the time today. Okay, guys. <laughs> if you can get that stuff straightened out, let me know, will you? <laughs> well, dude, you take care. Okay, thanks. Bye. All-State, two-year starter, and rush in for the Big Red and NFL vet. Is Dudeness or uh, Duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. It's Blackshirt, Jay Moore with Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, Tower 2, it's Hale Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We welcome in Blackshirt Husker NFLer Jay Moore, co-host Big Red Wrap-Up at Jay Moore. 44. Jay, how was the weekend? Good to spend time. Thanks for jumping in. You bet. The, the weekend was great. Um, laid low a little bit on Saturday, which was nice for once, but uh, took advantage of the weather, played a little golf yesterday afternoon, and uh, had a couple nice cold beers afterwards and watching the brass well win you know, uh, yesterday evening. So I'd say it's, uh, that was a top 10 weekend. There were a lot of folks I checked in with, hey, are you going down? Because I think uh, a lot of eastern Nebraska was in the rail yard uh, before mm-hmm. the game with the weather. And there were there were pals that wanted to get out, and some did get out to golf. Some were fired up to, to grill, and they were going to watch at home. And then the rest of the state was <laughs> was down at PBA. And just, uh, just, uh, just a magical season for Fred and company that – Win number 20 right now they're in. And Elijah and I were talking about this in hour, hour, hour one along with Connor about, uh, you know, Nebraska and, and where they're at. They're, they're in right now, which is uh, by about every project, all projections say they're in right now. But um, is there still a little worry in, in the back of your mind about Nebraska screwing this up? Oh, there is for sure. Just because of, previous performances earlier this year and you know granted some of these performances were in december but i still think that you know that maryland loss was was such a bad one uh you know and the performance at northwestern they just kind of seem to get in these kind of lulls where they're just not hitting on all cylinders now i will say you know, up until that last northwestern loss you know they didn't they didn't get one of those week-long you know those week offs that everyone had experienced so and you're coming off against, you know, a lot of uh, overtime performances. And you had the one against Wisconsin. You had the one against Illinois. So I, I understand every situation and the, 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 the dynamics that goes into it. But, yeah, I think you just – you have to be a little wary just because we've, we've seen it so many times. You know, you've been so close so many years. And you have made the tournament in years past. You can't get it done. So – uh, yeah, I, I, I love, I love where they're at. I love where they're playing. I love their mentality. I love the toughness that they're playing with. I love the fact that, you know, things were, didn't go off, you know, get off to a great start against Minnesota last night and they just battled and fought. And that was a game where the rest kind of let them play a little bit for once. And it was kind of fun to watch the physicality of it all. And, uh, you know, they got into a fist fight last night and came out on top and Minnesota is a, a very physical athletic team. We all know what happened. They played up there uh, early in the year, up by 15 and a half and lose. So 
this team has the right mindset right now and getting that monkey off the back, you know, last week at Indiana, but winning the last three games by double digit points. Uh, and you just got to understand, like, these are games you have to win. I mean, these next three opponents you're playing are on the bottom, are on the bottom half of, of the Big Ten or the bottom, you know, third of the Big Ten, if you want to uh, go that in depth. And you got to win. You got to go on the road against Ohio State, although they're playing much better. Just beat Sparty on the road uh, last night. And you got to get another, you got to come home for the last home game against Rutgers uh, next, you know, Sunday. And then you get another week off. And you go on the road and you finish against Michigan, who's kind of licking their wounds. They play halfway. Uh, decent against uh, Purdue uh, the other night, but you know it's a that's a beat up ball team, and they're they're uh, you know they're not haven't been performing very well this year. So you got to finish on a high note. Hopefully, win these last three, get yourself in that double buy, maybe in that top four scenario. But obviously, at least getting the the single buy solidified is is almost a done deal. But they're just fun to watch, you know. I, I but with all that being said, yeah, you you are just leery of that. It's just that those one performances the ball can't get in the hoop and uh you have one of those bad rebounding performances and you know you have some lapses on defense and that can happen because it's happened you know a handful of times already this year well jay what when you mentioned those lapses i think the one thing that's really stood out to me over the past four or five game stretch is that you've seen less and less of those lapses that's what it kind of feels like this team is hitting their stride at the right time because you've stacked four straight 40 minute performances. i guess indiana's probably a 35 minute performance it got a little hairy in the second half but then you put the foot back to the to the metal and uh, you, you figured that one out but that's what's been so impressive to me about this stretch is we've seen nebraska play relentless 40 minute effort games before in the season but feels like the first time all season where they've been able to stack those types of performances one on top of another. And now we're at the point where, uh, what's, what was the stat from Sheamus? It's four straight 15-plus point performances in conference, which is the first time it's happened since 1911. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, yeah, just, I mean, they're just kind of whacking teams they're supposed to whack. And, Jay, you tell me this. They're, they're, they're not lucky – and they're not really I – mean, they're hot, but it, it was a different hot for no-sit Sunday in 2014 where they got real hot the last 10 games of the year. I think they're good. Do you agree with that? They are good. I think you just got to – you here in the last couple of weeks, coaches and, you know, guys on, you know, the Big Ten Network before and after the games, they've been, they've been kind of at a love fest with them. And Ben Johnson kind of said it last night after the games, like, that's a good basketball team. And they're playing possessed, yeah. you know, and they're, that's, you can, you can see it there. I mean, their, their defense is on point, the physicality, they matched it, you know, and it, it, the, the thing about this team right now, which is, I, I don't know if people can appreciate that. It's there, you can, it gets dispersed so evenly on who can, who can score whatever night you'd seen CJ step up and, and get his buckets when he had needs to, you know, Casey had an off night, but then you have uh, Jamarcus Lawrence steps up and you have a, uh, Bryce Williams steps up, and it's just you had t- times where uh, Josiah Alex steps up, and he's not normally a guy you lean on to score. But I just, that Northwestern game, just a, you know, a few weeks ago at home, you know, he kind of got things off in the on the right uh, in the right direction. So um, this is a team that obviously can get hot, and we know that. In case they can get hot at any minute and go on a stretch, and um, but it's just kind of fun to see everybody just has their roles and understand their roles, and they're okay. If it's not their night, you know, and I think that's 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 a you know that's a tip of the cap to Fred and his, their staff and the maturity of this team that I think uh, will pay off well because you can get some scenarios where you think you got to press, you think maybe Casey needs a press or 
whoever, but they don't. You know, they's like let's let's get it to the hot hand who's hot and let's kind of do our thing and 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 work. You know, this this is a very deep team as well. So, um, no, I think they're they're executing and their play right now is is definitely at a at a much higher level. And they just got to keep going. They got got to keep doing that, and they got to finish out this year strong. Finish out the Big Ten strong, and hopefully find find yourself uh, in mid to late March at a great spot with a great seed and a great location. That if if it's in Omaha, fantastic. Not somewhere nearby that fans can travel to, and and hopefully somehow some way get your first you know tournament win in program history. It's Jay Moore with us here on Hale Varsity Radio, and Jay, the other storyline from last night, the Husker football dunk contest. What was your go-to whenever you were going up strong at the rim? Were you going tomahawk? 360 between the legs. I can see Jay going from the free throw line potentially. What was your go-to? Man, I appreciate you thinking I was that good, good of an athlete <laughs> to be able to do all those things. Um, you know what? I, you know, my go-to was you know off throwing it off the backboard like Harburg does. You know, that was a staple of mine. I, you know, the doing the windmill. I think Kai Wallen did that. You know, that was that was a good one. Um, I don't know if I ever. There was no way I was trying to go from the free throw line <laughs> uh, um, that was that was gonna happen between the legs wasn't gonna happen either i had i could jump but like i didn't have that kind of bounce like that takes that takes some special that takes some special bounce and it even looks better when it's you know i'm you know six four six five but uh you know and charles does it he i mean that was that was impressive what he was able to accomplish last night that was that was fun to watch you know and emma johnson trying to dunk over matt rule he didn't he didn't get it completed but the fact that Coach Rule comes out there and, and take, you know takes part in it was uh, it was fun to see. I think every college you know halftime show should have their football team have a dunk contest. I mean that just seems like that should be a staple at least once a month during the season. I would think. Well, I would even love some some three on three. Get those guys playing in a little tournament down the floor. Maybe Matt Rule won't like that because of the injury risk, but you already put him in a dunk contest. You already got him there. Three point contest. Oh, yeah, nice work. Three-point contest. Have you ever seen the video of Joe Burrow in the three-point contest? He did well, didn't he? Dude's a sniper. Yeah, yeah. He, can, he can shoot. I wonder who can shoot on the Husker basketball team. Yeah. Or Husker football team, I should say. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> we know who can shoot on the Husker basketball yeah. team. <laughs> CJ, Kisei, we're, we're, we're good. But, Jay, that's a nice, subtle display of athleticism and twitch, isn't it? That, that rule rolled out there when you got a defensive lineman, your defensive end going mm-hmm. out there. The dunk contest. Your your incumbent quarterback out there. Uh, your your running back and Emmett, and then Charles is a guy that that folks are high on for for the back seven. With uh, with with your era, who were your top three basketball slash dunkers that you played with? Who were some just freak show athletes? Oh my gosh, man! Because Sue uh, loved, Sue loved playing hoops too. Didn't yeah, there was a lot of guys that. You know, they still played a lot of rec ball or had even had a, you know, a rec team. Um, golly. You know, I think, like, the Bullocks twins. Sure. Could 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 hoop and could jump out the gym. Um, you know, who's a, like, who's a really good basketball player? Uh, like, Bo Rude is a really good basketball player. He played well like, at play, Southeast, I think. Yeah, I mean, I played with Bo. We, after I was done playing football completely – uh, him, myself, and you know Nate Swift and Adam Mickus, and uh, we would we would play in you know in a city rec league once or twice a night and have fun. <laughs> Imagine uh, rolling the city rec league and you got four <laughs> former Huskers against you. <laughs> well, I mean, there, there's a reason. I mean, we 
we did okay, but we're there's a reason we played football and not basketball, right? Um, <laughs> That's a and my favorite thing. I just played. <laughs> I just played for the post post game beers. That's okay. what I played for. You know, a little workout and. You go to a, a local establishment and have a couple pitchers, and you go home and get ready for work the next day. So, uh, no, I think, but you know, I'm trying to think who else, but uh, there's a lot of good. I mean, Corey McEwen played this as well. Corey was a really good basketball player. Um, but I think everybody was, you know, at that level, you play with guys. Everybody was, if they play basketball, you're pretty good mm-hmm. to some extent. It's just at what kind of level. And I don't, I can't remember if any guys could have played, you know, basketball in. Uh, football in college, you know, like uh, Matt Davison or, you know, some of those guys were able to. Garth and Davison are the two guys that I think yeah. of that, that did it. Totally. Um, I don't think we had anyone on that level, but no, there's some guys who I, I that could, that could play, but definitely not to like Garth and Davison's level where they could, you know, you could honestly do it and compete, um, which is, which is obviously really impressive. Yeah, see, now you got me thinking, a Husker football alumni dunk contest coming up at a Husker basketball game. That'd be something. Who can still touch the rim? <laughs> well, yeah. who, who's still uh, uh, mobile, right, and, and able well, to do well, it? Jay Moore's don't don't invite me. <laughs> Jay's like, I'll, I'll be there in, in, in uh, heckle in the crowd. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Jay Moore's yeah. with his black shirt, Husker NFLer. At Moore 44 co-host Big Red Wrap-Up. Jay, uh, so interesting stuff from uh, college football voice Josh Pate. Uh, and uh, his show, uh, Late Kick Josh, is his Twitter handle. But he has some, some info on the Big Ten and the SEC. He thinks they're both going to restructure into to four divisions. And then they're going to kind of construct an internal title mechanism shaped like the AFC and NFC title game. You have your semi, and then you have your conference title game. That's all going to be tied in to the college football playoff before the Big Ten or the SEC sign anything. That makes a ton of sense, but you need to expand. So you have four divisions. Do you go to 20, or do you go to 24? Are there enough teams out there? Can you get the paycheck you want from the new media rights thing to to keep – the current crew happy without diluting it. But, I mean, obviously Notre Dame's a, a high draft pick, but if you're to expand, who does Jay Moore want in the Big Ten? You can pick from anywhere. Yeah, I think you got to go get, uh, first and foremost, big, uh, it's Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. I mean, them and UConn are only two, you know, power five, you know, basketball or football programs I don't that are independent. Um, you got to go get them that, you know, with the, obviously them having the NBC, you know, eyes on them for decades and, in just the the status of that uh, of that university, that, that'd be first and foremost. Pick one A. Um, you know, after that, geez, yeah, honestly, I mean, it's it's all. I'm I'm thinking more regional based, mm-hmm. but you know, I'd like to kind of keep you know the teams that are nearby. Mm-hmm. I think Colorado would be a good fit. For the Big Ten. Academically, yeah. Yeah, I think Colorado would be a great fit for the Big Ten. Um, I'm just trying to rack my brain with other, you, you know. you Carolina, you've got yeah. Duke, Stanford, Kansas, Florida you know, State, uh, Clemson. You probably, you probably get Duke, and I think you'd probably get Stanford because that just matches up again with the brain Northwestern, power. the academics of the Big Ten. 
I think that matches up very, very nicely. Um, maybe even a Boston College. You know, somewhere on those lines too, you could fit in there. But it's gonna be interesting to see. It's it's just gonna it's all just kind of fall into place. You kind of seen the the joint. You know, they're, the SEC and Big Ten are joining arms to kind of figure out this whole thing. And I just I just you've already brought it up. It's just going to be the Big Ten and SEC eventually, and you're just going to have an AFC NFC type of matchup. And uh, the AC, the ACC and in Big Twelve will they're just going to have to figure out where they want to go to get the money. Because the money's going to be substantial. I mean, it is going to be huge. I think it's going to be bigger than I think it's going to be bigger than March Madness money sure. that the NCAA has currently. I mean, it's it's going to just dwarf that, in my opinion. Um, and then you're going to leave these these schools once this is all kind of settled. Like, well, we want some of that, so they're going to go join the SEC or the Big Ten. And also, that's how it's kind of figured out in semantics and a rough way of getting there. But um, it's coming. It is, it's, it's definitely coming. And, and honestly, in this, in this way, when this happens, this will help kind of clean up everything as well in college football. Cause now you have a commissioner that oversees everything. You'll have a collective bargaining agreement. You're going to have, you're going to have, um, you know, rights, the players have rights to the, to the money, you know, uh, proper sharing, stuff like that. So, um, that's just going to help clean everything up. Cause obviously right now it is, it is a dumpster fire with what's going on in college, college football and college athletics. And um, you have more coaches leaving college now to head to the NFL just because they, they can't figure it out or, or don't like it. So it's, I don't know how, I don't know how soon it happens. Uh, but the, I think the blueprints definitely been set and it's just a matter of time. Well, Jay, let's say that's 24 teams in the big 10 Six teams per division. What, who are the five teams that you're drafting to be in Nebraska's division? Do you want easy games? Do you want rivalries? What, what are you looking for? Their helmet games? No, I think uh, I think you'd have to have, you know, just you have to have some history with, you know, I mean, the, we've been in the Big Ten now, what, thir- going on 13 years. So I think you'd have to have Iowa. Mm-hmm. I think you have to have Wisconsin. Um. Probably Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, so that lets four. We need two more. Uh, well, you have you have Nebraska, so it just leaves one more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, that's tough. You know, I don't I don't think Northwestern would get in there. Uh, oh, that's been a it's been a great battle. You know, with Fitzgerald all those years. So maybe you put Northwest. I'd honestly rather see a team like uh, a Sparty or a Michigan. All right, UCLA. Like, would you put UCLA in there? Maybe we have some good history there too. I I don't know. I. I I, my brain still hasn't like completely like grasped that USC, Oregon, and all these schools are here yet. That's just weird. I'm, I still think to that. Tra- well, what I know as traditional, you know, like I said for the last thirteen years. But yeah, I think you. Or honestly, I'm thinking more reasonably as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think just the best. I and mean, obviously, you keep those teams reasonably, you know, based uh, on the West Coast. Those four teams. Uh, Obviously, if there's going to be five, got to slide one more in there. Um, and Nebraska's probably the furthest west team out of the other one. So maybe maybe you slide Nebraska over, and they're in that same division with USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington. I mean, that would just be a murder's row mm-hmm. um, situation. But uh, there's going to be a ton of options. There's going to definitely be a ton of options to to see, and you know, and but just I think Nebraska. If you're going to set set divisions, I think. He's kind of figure out the NFC North. 
enjoy, you know, that division that would kind of sit well with within the Big Ten and what's going to expand to. Go get me Carolina, Notre Dame. We said this earlier. Kansas, Virginia, Duke, Colorado. As your uh, is that six? I think it's six. Yeah. And that way you can put together your your Kansas, your Colorado, your Nebraska, your Iowa, your Notre Dame, and maybe Stanford is another possibility where you can just kind of build your own division like it's your own who's who of your former conference. Right. And that's who the SEC goes and gets, right? You know, they're going to engulf Florida or Florida State, Clemson. Um, you know, I think like Arizona, Arizona State, those type of school. I think you go, you know, and obviously a few more of those ACC schools, Wake Forest. Yeah. You know, how does this thing all shake out? Cause, Who's bringing uh, me some value, right? That's right, the other part exactly. of it. Yeah, it's 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 a fun topic because I bet it's a realistic topic because it's it's just a matter of time. Well, make it sure make sure it's in pencil, not ink, <laughs> and we'll uh, go back to the drawing board next time. Bird, you have a good week. Thanks for the time today. Yep, thanks, guys. Good to spend time with Jay Moore. And uh, you miss any part of the interviews or the show? Real easy for you to get caught up on Hale Varsity Radio, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Download the podcast. Uh, tell a buddy. Give us a review, good, bad, or ugly. We're here for it. Hail Varsity YouTube channel where you can watch the show daily. And uh, subscribe and like that at HVarsity Radio. Follow the radio Twitter handle for show updates and some thoughts. Uh, as uh, we're pretty loaded tomorrow, we'll check in with Mitch Sherman tomorrow from The Athletic. Excited to talk with Mitch. And then we'll head on down to SEC country, Garth Glissman. Going to be back with this. I love having Garth back on the radio. He's great. After an eight-year hiatus, that whole NBA thing. <laughs> <laughs> that whole major career advancement. Yeah, thing. That, that whole uh, that whole NBA. But he's got an awesome spot um, in the commissioner's spot. And now, with, uh, with the and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time, it's Hale Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Thanks to Jay Moore and Blackshirt McBride for the Blackshirt Hour. So, I dropped this on some of the social medias, my Twitter, at Schmidt underscore radio, and also Instagram and Facebook. So, I, my wife and, and son, Junior and the Bunny, uh, were going to get me a birthday gift and it's been a week and a half, and that's fine. Like, you know, I didn't ask him, is it, is it, what'd you get me, and when's it getting here? Well, I thought they were going to order me a pair of Air Jordan 13 retros. Those, those blue-gray ones I showed you, Elijah. They almost did. No. <laughs> they, they, got me, uh, they got me Sterling the Bernadoodle. So I have posted a picture of Sterling the Bernadoodle. He's the third dog we have. We have Roz the Labradoodle, who's 80 pounds of, uh, of uh, uh, what's the term I want to use? Fluff. Love? Yes. Tons of fun. Okay. She's a big gal. Uh, Gertie the German Shepherd is insane, but we love her. She's in a, insane in a good way. Just always on point. And then uh, Sterling, uh, who comes from Kentucky, 
and uh, he is uh, he's now a member. So the feedback has been great, but I thought I was getting Air Jordans that I asked you. is like, I'm too old to wear these, probably. I think they look good. <laughs> no, I think they look great. They just wouldn't look great on me. But instead, well, think- several hundred dollars more, we get Sterling the, the Bernadoodle. But he's really cool. He's white and, and brown, and he's already given hell to his two older sisters. He's really cool. I like that. I like that description for a night. He's cool. Well, no, I, I walk in from doing a from from the game last night, and here comes Junior. <laughs> Surprise! You get a third dog, but that's that's whatever. I'm I'm really I'm still in shock. She pulled the trigger on another dog. That you, sounded bad. You thought you were going. To- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let me backtrack. <laughs> let me backtrack. I'm, I'm surprised phrasing, she got phrasing, another a third big dog. She's a menace. (laughs) No, to think you you got home last night. You thought you were going to strap up the Air Jordans and finally be able to dunk. No, 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 not at all. I just think they're cool. You could have been like Mike. No, I'll take a third of not even a third point three 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 of Mike's net worth and be quite happy. Now, do you care to explain why your underage son was holding a can of dip in his hand? He's been trying to quit, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's a question. Oh, The The feds are going to be coming for you soon. (laughs) I've got a lot more on him as long as it's plea bargain time. (laughs) Kidding? Yeah. Get him out of the house. Take him. (laughs) that That little puke holding up, you know, just throw it in our face. He's a baseball player. They chew. Yeah, you're, you're digging yourself in a deep hole here. It's illegal. No. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's got documentation that claims he's legal. I mean, the, the kid you're is... You're just going worse and worse here. <laughs> the kid's 17 going on 25. You just, you just took him from misdemeanor to felony, Schmitty. Well, I mean, and let's just not kid ourselves. He's probably got a Ponzi key scheme going somewhere. If he did, respect <laughs> we'll go visit him in Club Fed. Don't uh, break the law, kids. Tomorrow, we're back at you at 4 o'clock. Hail Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Logger. Thanks so much for tuning in. Talk to you next time. A Huda Media Production.